Hello and welcome to the Hallelujah podcast. I'm your host, Grace, and I'm beyond excited to have you here today. At Hallelujah, my mission is to provide a space where you can grow in your faith, be encouraged, and gain an understanding of God's word. In our episode today, we have a very special guest on the podcast, Sarah Fox, the host of the Rough Edges podcast. Sarah is a Christian woman who encourages others to stay pure in a world that says otherwise. She's an alumna of the King's College with a BA in politics, philosophy, and economics with a pre-minor, with a pre-law minor. So very, very smart girl. Very excited to have her on today. And she currently works as a case manager, transformational coach. And with this profession, she is able to spend a lot of her time mentoring at-risk youth and preparing them for job opportunities. So awesome space to be in. And she's also the host of the Rough Edges podcast, where she shares educational tools about mental health, anecdotes from her healing journey, and the intersection between faith and mental illness. And she also loves performing spoken word, writing for her blog, and trying new exotic foods. So very excited to have her on the podcast today to talk about the topic of mental health and the church. So welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Yes, thank you, Grace. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, so good. And Sarah has been doing her podcast since November 2021 as well. So she's got a wealth of knowledge about mental health and Christianity and the church. And we're just going to have a conversation today about this. And we hope that it encourages and um, blesses, even if it's just one person today, that's so worth it. But yeah, really looking forward to, to chatting about this topic with you, Sarah. So what I thought we might do to start off with is if you could just give an overview of your experience with mental health. Yes. So uh, for a broad overview, I wasn't the best at managing mental health, especially like throughout high school and into college, because Mm. I thought of myself as a superwoman who could just keep (laughs) pushing and do whatever she needed to do to keep surviving. But in November of 2021, I was diagnosed with bipolar one disorder after having a severe manic episode. Mm. So I had to navigate now, like learning how to manage bipolar disorder and learning how to navigate like a mood disorder, because essentially bipolar disorder is a mood disorder. And Mm. so that causes like different shifts in mood. Some people experience rapid cycling. um, Others experience like mania or depression. And for me, I have bipolar type one. And so I usually experience like either very high highs, which kind of lead to mania, which kind of looks like you're being euphoric, you have rapid speech, you're not being really coherent. And I also, on the other side of the spectrum, I experience depression. And it's very, like, low, very deep depression. Sometimes I don't want to get out of bed. Sometimes it's hard to, like, keep moving. And, you know, all the things that go with that. And so learning how to manage, like, with bipolar disorder, it's just been a journey that I'm still on. Um, And I'm trying to just navigate that in terms of, like, my faith and everything else that I manage on a daily basis. Yeah. Wow. I think that's amazing. And I think often we can talk about probably the more common mental illnesses, like whether it's depression or anxiety, but I think something we often either don't hear about much or the church, especially, or even just Christians doesn't talk about is those, those bigger disorders that can really, really transform your whole life. So yeah, I imagine 
bit bit of a bit of a shock to be diagnosed with that and I, I love that you know you're still able to bring your faith into that and navigate that as we should with all things about how does our faith tie into this and and church and God so yeah looking forward to to hearing more about your experience today but I'd love to know did you find growing up like did you either know much about the disorder or did the church talk about it at all funny you should mention that because uh no to both of those um Mm. uh, so for me uh learning about I got diagnosed actually in January of 2021 November 2021 was when I started rough edges so that yeah yeah um but yeah in January when I got like hospitalized after my manic episode I received a packet like they just gave me a packet and they said okay this is your diagnosis based on Mm. everything that you told us and the nurses were just saying yeah read the packet and then if you have any questions you could talk to your doctor about it and I was just like okay and I looked at the packet and it had bipolar one disorder at Mm. the very top in bold letters and just seeing that like I'm picturing it even as I'm talking right now but just Mm. seeing that I felt so crushed because at first I thought it was like oh maybe I have depression or maybe I have anxiety maybe I had like a panic attack which kind of like you know spiraled out of control and kind of got me into the hospital so I thought it was just anxiety but when I saw bipolar disorder I was like okay you probably gave me the wrong packet because I there's no this is not mine not mine yeah it's not mine I'm not claiming this but as I was reading like the symptoms it was very very accurate to what I was experiencing myself like I was having rapid speech and also decreased need for sleep that's another symptom of having a manic episode yeah I would be up for hours on end and not really feeling tired at all like I would Mm -hmm. at most go to sleep for like two hours a night and still wake up rested and rejuvenated like nothing happened Wow. Yeah, it would like escalate to the point where I was also having hallucinatory and vision, like just like hallucinations and Mm -hmm. I was experiencing psychosis and it was a lot of things that I experienced during that episode and I was totally out of it. Like even after it happened, like my family members were telling me certain things because they had witnessed it, my mom and my sister. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't know what happened, you know, because I was like all the way out of it. And so, yeah, so seeing that and reading the symptoms and actually learning a little bit more about it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I might have this, but it took a long time for me to actually accept that that's what was happening Mm -hmm. and that I actually had this disorder. But Mm -hmm. once I got a psychiatrist who actually like, you know, understood and explained it to me further, then I was like, okay, yeah, she's like a mental health professional. Like she's Mm -hmm. been doing this for years. Like who am I to argue with her? Like, and she broke Mm -hmm. it down in such a way where it's like, it was very specific to what I was going through. And I'm like, oh, wow. And even now, as you say, like growing up, I could pinpoint different moments where I'm like, you know what? I probably was like a little manic at that time, mm-hmm. like staying up all night, going to class the next morning, finishing assignments, mm-hmm. keeping it pushing. Like I didn't even realize that I was going through that. So yes, having a diagnosis can be daunting, but mm-hmm. it can also give you a lot of valuable information so that you can know how to manage it going forward, you know? So yeah, I yeah. always say like your diagnosis doesn't define who you are as a person. It just mm. gives you extra information so that you can know how to tackle it going forward. So That's yeah, so oh, good. Oh, and to your second part of the question. <laughs> 
But to the second part of your question, the church did not really talk about this because mm-hmm. mental health was like really taboo. And it was also seen as like, okay, if you're experiencing these things, you're either going through a spiritual attack mm-hmm. or your faith is not enough, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, in terms of like talking about it, my church didn't really talk about it at all, really. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think it, it's so interesting that you, you say that. And I love what you said. And I'll jump back to that point in a sec. Um, but yeah, 100% with the church, like what I've seen, I mean, my experience as well, the church, you're right, either doesn't talk about mental health, whether it's anything from anxiety, depression to something like bipolar, it doesn't talk about it. Or if they do, you're right, it's always in such a negative context. It's like, well, that must be, that must be a demon, or you must not be, you know, reading your Bible enough or doing this. So then it becomes on the person to go, I'm, I'm experiencing this, something has changed my life, it's affecting my thoughts. And it's, it kind of puts the blame on on the person about either not doing enough or yeah i think it can be so toxic sometimes with the the way that church talks about it and then i loved what you said before when you said um like having the diagnosis it it's not your identity right but it can help you go okay this is why i'm experiencing what i'm experiencing now i have some tools to be able to go and deal with that but yeah i love it and i've seen i don't know whether you've seen it as well but in my experience, I've really found that some people, the any mental health diagnosis that they have, it becomes their identity and they just cling to it so much, which I can understand in the world today, but it just breaks my heart when I see Christians doing that because it's like, yes, you know, we can be diagnosed with something and, and we can have mental health issues, but like it's, it is not your identity. Like your identity remains in Christ. And when you know that it's like your, your diagnosis is not your whole life. It's not your whole identity. So yeah, it just breaks my heart, especially Christians when that, that is everything about who that they are. Um, but yeah, no, that's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I think, especially like with your podcast and I, I love that it was like at the start of that year, you know, you were diagnosed and then already by the end of the year, you're sharing your experience, you know, you're helping other people through that. So yeah, I, I love, um, yeah, I love, I love that you're doing that. Um, and what I would love to know as well, cause I mean, obviously bipolar, I imagine is either something that's with you for life or you just have kind of coping mechanism or tools to, to, to work through it. But how do you, how do you manage it at the moment? And is that different to, to how you've managed it in the past? Absolutely. It is different to how I've managed anything in the past. Um, for me, what helps the most is like making sure that I keep up with my treatments. So mm-hmm. that includes like therapy, that includes having medication management with my psychiatrist. Yeah. That also includes like doing like support groups and doing like different mm-hmm. things to kind of help me stay grounded. Because mm-hmm. the quickest thing that you can do, like as a person who is diagnosed with a mental health condition we often have the tendency to just isolate ourselves or just Mm -hmm. be attached to the shame and the stigma Mm -hmm. surrounding it and when I started the podcast it's like I found a wonderful community of people who were also like yeah I'm a Christian and I'm also dealing with mental health conditions and whether it be as severe as like bipolar or PTSD or generalized like depression and anxiety like mm-hmm. whatever they're like managing at the moment there is that just gives them the confidence to open up 
about mm -hmm. what they're experiencing and how even their faith journey has informed that. Mm -hmm. And so I am so grateful to my community, like shout out to my family, my friends, church mentors, everything, everyone. Um, I'm just so happy because without my community, I don't think I would have made as much progress in my healing journey mm -hmm. as I have been doing and still am trying mm -hmm. to do. So I would definitely say therapy, medication management, and definitely immersing yourself in community. Because before, mm -hmm. I would have the tendency to just be by myself. I used to be like, yo, I'm alone and that's fine. I'm a lone wolf. I'll wear it like a badge mm -hmm. of honor. That's just me. So mm -hmm. but now I'm realizing the importance of being vulnerable actually leaning on your community when you need help because mm -hmm. so often we think that asking for help is a sign of weakness you know yeah and that's not true like we need help like even jesus yeah. had 12 disciples and three friends in his like inner corner peter james and john so mm. if he could have a support system why mm. are we so averse to having a support system ourselves you know mm -hmm. and so I really like that picture of just like we are together in this and we don't have to suffer by ourselves. Yeah, that's so true. And I think that's the beauty of church as well. Like like sometimes for me, I think, you know, it's such a blessing to be in church and have community. And as we're going through, whether it's mental illness or physical, whatever it is, like whatever trials we're going through in life to have community around you is so important. And I think for anyone who's not in the church or not a Christian, it's like, how do they, how do they how do they do it? I don't know where I would be without community. And I just, yeah, it, it blows my mind to think that some people just think it, they, I mean, they navigate life without community, without close friends, like building them up, encouraging them. And especially as Christians to have friends who will go and pray with you, they will pray for you. They will fast and pray for something that you're going through. Like it was such a blessing. I had a, a friend of mine recently, I've had some problems with my car, which is still a a work in progress, but I was chatting about it to a friend and he just, he was like, you know what, let's pray and fast about it for the next two days. And it's like to have people come and go, you know what, I'm going to come into battle. Like I'm supporting you in this. We're going to go into that and fast and pray in whatever you're going through. It's yeah, it's such a blessing and so good to know that you've got a, a good community around you as well. And especially in the podcast space, it's, it's, it's so amazing to see other people who have a similar heart and can also share their story. And yeah, it, it's yeah. such a blessing. Yeah. It yeah. A for sure. Yeah. And what I would absolutely love to know from you as well, because obviously mental health is, is such a big topic, but how have you brought God and your faith into that? Have you struggled with that in the past? Yeah. I'd love, love to know what your experience with that has been. Girl, let me tell you, <laughs> it is a struggle still <laughs> to kind of like invite God into that space because mm -hmm. so often and I think one of the main issues of like how the church deals with mental health or doesn't deal with it is to separate the two completely mm -hmm. and that's not that's not right because we as human beings were body soul and spirit right mm -hmm. we're not just spiritual beings floating around like we have a body we're bound by gravity like mm -hmm. we can see feel touch smell taste like we have all mm -hmm. our senses intact and so we shouldn't separate the spiritual from the physical because yeah. a lot of the times we see either we over spiritualize 
uh, mental health conditions and saying, again, like it's a spiritual attack mm-hmm. or demon possession. And we don't really think about it as what it is, like a physical condition. It's literally mm-hmm. your brain being sick, you know, or not operating mm-hmm. at the levels that it could be operating at, mm-hmm. you know. And so one of the things that I think could be helpful with how we kind of find the intersection between faith and mental health mm-hmm. is to actually see mental health in the same light as we see other like illnesses because Mm -hmm. you don't look at someone with diabetes and be like well i guess you didn't pray enough so that's why your insulin and glucose levels are through the roof because Mm -hmm. you just didn't pray like we don't say that you know we Mm -hmm. say encourage people like hey you better take your medicine you better make sure that your sugar levels are not too high otherwise it can make this condition worse like Mm -hmm. why do we have so much more empathy for people who are going through physical illnesses but Mm -hmm. when mental illnesses come up it's like oh you need to read your bible more you need to pray Mm -hmm. more oh you know why you're so depressed because you missed like several church meetings and Mm -hmm. it's like it's not a checklist and it's not a Mm -hmm. one size fits all and i'm not a mental health professional myself i will preface that by saying this but I believe that if you do find what is working for you in your healing journey and incorporating the spiritual elements to it, I believe that that can make the biggest difference because Mm -hmm. it's Jesus and medication. It's Jesus and therapy, Jesus and support groups and community. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that Jesus isn't enough or mm-hmm. what we're going through negates God's sovereignty and his power. But at the same time, it's like God can use anything to help you in the healing process. And if he mm-hmm. has to use that medication to help you stabilize your mood levels, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make you less of a Christian. It just means, hey, I go to church, I read my Bible, I pray, but I also need to take my medication because mm-hmm. I need to help my brain chemistry get in line again so Mm. i just think like we need as the church and as believers we need to start incorporating the science behind mental health a little bit more in um in conjugation with the spiritual activities yeah yeah that's so good and i think what we can so easily do is it's either like one extreme or the other on one hand we can go you know faith in god is absolutely nothing to do with our mental health and it's you know it's all the science and all this and blah 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 or we can kind of go on the other end and it's like there's a demon under every rock and everything you know is spiritual and you're right like you said it's either you we can go into condemning people and going oh well you haven't read your bible enough or you've let this open door and you've let demons come in which is doing this and that and i do i think we just I mean, as a church and as Christians, we just need to find that middle ground of going, yes, 100%, there is a spiritual aspect of everything. And I've seen a lot of people get, you know, real freedom from anxiety and depression with deliverance. But there are also things we can do just in our physical bodies. You're right, whether it is therapy and community and talking to people and even just think, and because you mentioned diabetes before as well, but even just those things we can do in the world to go, you know what? eat healthy, get outside and exercise, get sun. Like I think there's a real space for incorporating both, but I'd love for you that you've really been able to, to find God in that and to bring him in, you know, even, even when it is hard. Um, But I, I would love to know as well, are there times where you've struggled more kind of seeing God in that process or yeah, have there been times where you've found it hard to really bring him in and, and find him in that? 
Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm not going to come here and tell you that I've found the secret recipe to actually incorporating both of these things. Like, I have struggled a lot, especially with, like, the initial diagnosis. Like, after that, Mm -hmm. I just kind of said, God, why? Like, Mm -hmm. what is going on? Like, this is all of a sudden for me because I Mm -hmm. never even saw the symptoms. I never even saw, like, any signs Mm -hmm. that I was possibly dealing with this. And I was so adamant that I didn't really need that much help because I was Mm -hmm. going to therapy before I got diagnosed while I was in college. And Mm -hmm. I just used it as, like, a venting session and getting tools to help me, like, you know, move through the different things that were going on in college but when my therapist recommended like hey you know it sounds like you're going through a lot more than you know you're letting on during the session like maybe Mm -hmm. some additional resources could be beneficial to you Mm -hmm. and I was just like I don't need additional resources like I just want to talk about my issue and get on Mm -hmm. with it you know but I didn't really like see at the moment because I I was under the assumption that look if my life has to be a certain way. God's got me and he's got to get yeah. me. Like, I don't need anything else. I just need Jesus. <laughs> and that type of thinking is like, yes, we all do need Jesus and he is enough. But at the same time, it's like God can use different people to come into your life. Like sometimes I've had situations where people would literally speak life into me mm. and tell me like, hey, Sarah, look, I know that you are opposed to taking medication because of the stigma. But mm-hmm. you need to consult somebody, you know, like just based mm-hmm. on what I was telling them. And with, again, having a therapist who was pushing me in the right direction, at least trying to get me to consider different resources and people in my life telling me maybe you should consider those things. It's like mm-hmm. I saw it as God speaking through them. And even mm-hmm. to this day, it's like when I don't have the strength to carry on, because sometimes to be honest with you, I literally go in my room and just weep sometimes because I don't even know what to say in prayer at sometimes. Like, you know, sometimes it's just like, it seems like God is so distant, especially mm. in low moments, right? So mm. it's just like, it's hard to see the purpose. It's hard to see the reason to keep going mm-hmm. when you're feeling so low you're feeling like the world is crashing down on you mm-hmm. but i just want to encourage somebody who's listening like hey those low moments will come but the same god that is in the mountain that's on the mountaintop is the same god in the valley and he is there with you like i had to literally come to this realization and again i'm not perfect one minute I'll be like, yeah, God is with me. He's on my side. Like all these demons in hell to go to hell. Like, you know, I would just be like, you know, praising God, thanking him like, oh, thank you, Lord. You are with me. Yeah, and yeah. The conqueror, you know, all of that. And then the next minute I would be like, God, where are you? Like, what is going on? Like, yeah. you know, like, but um, I think it's just like important to remember because mm-hmm. I do a lot of journaling. I call them my mm-hmm. journals because I have notebooks and notebooks full of different times where I just wrote out everything that was going on in prayer. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I go back and read those entries and I say, wow, look at what God has been doing. Like Mm -hmm. seeing the progression, like, okay, I was in this moment, but then looking back at it, it's like, wow, God helps me get through with that, you know? Mm -hmm. And just reminding yourself constantly, because sometimes it could just be like, Hey, we're going through a low moment. And the situation is just so, like, just saddening that we could, like, it could sometimes block our vision 
to how much God has been working behind the scenes. And yeah. so I think it's so important to just remind yourself. And even when you feel like nothing else is working, be persistent. Because yeah. I do believe like if you are faithful and little and if you are faithful behind the scenes, mm -hmm. God is going to reward you openly. That's what the Bible says. So you got to keep praying. You got to mm -hmm. keep believing. You have to keep that hope because without that hope, you will sink mm -hmm. even further into the dark places. So yeah. I just encourage people to just remember, be persistent, and keep that hope alive. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And there's honestly so many things I could comment on in there. And like you, I'm I'm a big journaler as well. And I'm the same, like I love that. I think that's how I communicate with God so well is sometimes just getting thoughts down on a piece of paper and working through that with God, I find can be so helpful. And you're right. Like even in those moments, I've had that recently myself two weeks ago, I was feeling great. I thought, you know, I'm going through some trials and I'm going, you know what, you are so good God. And like, I feel your presence here and like, thank you and praising him. And then this past week, I just thought I've been in an absolute tailspin. Like I'm, I'm distracted. I, like I'm felt like just a muddle in like my quiet time and you can be like god where like where are you in this but then it's like i love what you said like as you continue to persist on and go you know what god i feel like you're far away or where are you in this i don't know where you are but just going i know that you are good i know that you are faithful yeah. and just continuing to press on even when we don't feel like it i think you're right like there's so much breakthrough that comes on the other side of that. And yeah, I think even with like mental health issues, even just the general, you know, tests and trials that we go through in life, I think sometimes it can just show so much show just the reality that we do. Like we're, we're just, we're humans. We live in a, a fallen world. We've got, you know, fallen bodies. Like there, there is sin and there is destruction in the world. And I love what you touched on at the end as well. Like the hope and like the hope that we have in Jesus and like an eternal life with him in heaven and it's like perfection there's there's not going to be these issues that we experience in the world right now and yeah I just think it, it's so important for us to keep our eyes like keep our eyes up fixed on Jesus and knowing that like God is good he is faithful and like the the battle is won even though sometimes on this earth it can feel like our little battles you know we're still struggling in and yeah so I I, I love that and so many yeah such an encouragement I think for for people listening in and with you sharing your story and I would love to know as well is there like a top one or two bits of advice that you would have for any Christians who are who are struggling with mental health Yes. So the first thing I would say is that your diagnosis is not a punishment from God. Mm -hmm. I had to really wrestle with that because I thought, well, I was so used to thinking that, okay, if I do these things, if I do X, Y, Z, then this result will happen because I did those things. And again, life is not a secret formula where you could just, you know, put all the right ingredients in, mix it up, and then you get a great, like, dish. Like, no, it's not like that. It's like sometimes you put all the right spices and stuff, and it still turns out, like, you know, not as great. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what I will say definitely is not to punish yourself or feel like God is angry at you or that it is a punishment because it's not. It is 
like a mental health condition it is like a chemical imbalance in the brain and it is also like you know different traumas that you may have experienced like from childhood or at any point in your life because this world is a fallen world and Mm -hmm. we do deal with heartbreak we do deal with disappointment but that does not mean that god is punishing you he may be just telling you hey no matter what happens i am there with you in the fire i am there with you in the pain you know and so that would be my first bit of advice and Mm. and the second advice i would give is don't be afraid to ask for help i know it's so hard especially like you know a lot of bible believing christians they just say hey jesus is all i got jesus is all i need but sometimes you do need a community sometimes you do need additional things to help you out and that does not negate your faith it does not negate the power of god it just means that you need medical help you know Mm -hmm. and so if it's okay to take high blood pressure medicine for your high blood pressure it's okay to take psychiatric meds for your mental health condition and that should not be shameful that should not be a stigma it's all about just relying and depending on God, but also through the different outlets that he is providing for you. Because when we think about it, God is just opening up avenues for you to get your healing. And yes, it's not like a one and done, one size fits all. Like, hey, you just do all these things and boom, you're cured. Like the idea mm-hmm. is to keep moving forward. The idea is to keep hoping. Mm-hmm. The idea is to keep on trusting that God has a plan for you. And mm-hmm. once you know that and you do your spiritual elements, also incorporate the treatments that can also propel you even more and strengthen you even more as you hope in God. So yeah, those would be my pieces of advice. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's such good advice. And I think, yeah, definitely uh, so much of like mental health problems can be finding that middle ground of going, yes, you know, like we can have medication or therapy, whatever it is to help us with whatever condition it is that we're going through. But you're right, like not leaving God out of that. And I think, you know, as Christians, I think it can be really unhelpful if it's like, you know, completely take Jesus out of the picture and, you know, like my mental health is my identity and this problem that I have, and I'm just taking this medication and, and that's it. I don't think that's helpful, but I also, I think you're right. Like I, I do think that, you know, Jesus is, he is enough and absolutely he is sufficient and we get everything we need from him. But I don't think there's any harm in, you're right, having community, having that therapy just to support us in whatever journey we're in as well. I just think it, as long as people are still bringing God into that, taking it to him in in prayer and fasting and, you know, still getting into the world, build, in, getting into the word, building your relationship with him. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I love the the story that you have and even just the encouragement that you can give people as well. Cause it's so easy just to go at it alone and, you know, not bring community into it as well. And I think that can be a real element. And I found this with things myself as well. We can just be, I mean, I'll speak for myself at least, but we can be almost so prideful in not bringing anyone else in and you're right it is hard to either ask people for help or just go hey I'm going through something can you can you pray for me can we talk about it instead of just going nope you know I've I can do it all you know I've got the whole world and all these problems on my shoulders and just me and Jesus can work it out so yeah I think there's a real middle ground for 
for our problems. And I think a huge part of that is just being able to have conversation about it. So I love that, you know, you can come on here and share that and, and in your, in your podcast as well. But I'd love to know for, um, before we wrap up as well for your podcast, what's like, where, where to from, where to from here? Yes. So what you can do listeners is you can find me on Instagram at rough.edges.podcast. And you can also go to my website, which is www.roughedgespodcast, all one word.com. And Mm. I also have like there like links to different social media because I have TikTok and all these things. So if you want to find me, just go to Instagram, click on the link in bio and everything and you'll Mm. find me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So good. And thank you so much for for coming on today as well. It's, it's such an important conversation to have. And yeah, I love, you know, being able to hear your testimony and how you've navigated that as a Christian and how the church handles it. And yeah, even just to, to be able to open up conversation that, you know, we can start talking to other people and, and sharing our experiences as well. So I love that. And I'm sure this will encourage a lot of people listening today. And normally what I'll do at the end is pray, but I would love if you're happy to, to wrap us up in prayer. Yes, of course. Yeah. Awesome. So, Father God, we just thank you so much for this time and for this conversation. And we just pray that whoever is listening under the sound of my voice and Grace's voice, that they will be blessed and that they will have a great takeaway of your goodness and your faithfulness to them in the midst of their healing journey. Father, I also pray that if they are not connected to any additional resources or struggling to find community as well, that you would rise up individuals who will rally around them who will pray with them who would direct them to different resources that could be helpful and to just Mm -hmm. let them know that you are with them and that you love them and that this is not a punishment but it is part of their process lord and i pray that you would just bless the hallelujah podcast and all the future guests to come on and all the future listeners lord and i just pray that you would continue to bless this ministry and that you would continue to guide and direct those who listen and who stop by and just take from your word lord god and i just pray a special blessing on grace i thank you so much for connecting us and just helping us to have such a much needed conversation i pray for blessings and peace to all who listen and to all who have come in contact with this platform in jesus name i pray amen Amen. 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 Beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on as well. It's been such a good conversation and yeah, it's been such a blessing even in our conversations outside of the podcast as well. And yeah, I'll link everything for Sarah and her ministry below as well. So everyone just, yeah, jump over, follow her on Instagram and TikTok, you know, Spotify, Apple, whatever podcast you're, you're listening to on as well. Cause she's got some really, really good content on mental health, but yeah, as always, thanks everyone for tuning into the Hulu podcast. My hope and prayer is that I will always be able to point you to Jesus and that you'll leave feeling encouraged, equipped and inspired to, yeah, inspired to go out and be salt and light in this world. So follow Sarah on Instagram. And for anyone who isn't following the Hallelujah podcast as well, you can find me on Instagram at Hallelujah podcast, but I'll leave all of that below for everyone too. So thank you so much for coming on Sarah. We hope that everyone has been blessed by this and yeah, looking forward to seeing everyone next time.